Welcome to the Matthias J. Barker Podcast, everybody. Last night, I had a live Q&A with Dr. Frank Anderson for folks who registered for the Healing Trauma course that we launched just over a month ago. Um, and I wanted to share a clip from the Q&A because I thought it was really meaningful. It had a lot of broad applicability, even if you didn't watch the course. And I don't know, it was about the sensation of, uh, of feeling like you're kind of outside your body and just kind of observing your life from the outside in, like not really feeling connected with the present moment. And there's also some kind of undertones in the person who submitted the question that, you know, long-term depression has been something that they've been struggling with, that that dull depression that can make it feel like there's just a fog between you and everything that really matters to you. Um, and so Frank and I talked about how this sensation is often connected to an experience of trauma. And uh, I thought it was, you know, both kind of our dialogue back and forth would be generally helpful for other people listening that might have experienced something similar. Part of the way that we fund the podcast and the channels that provide free access to mental health um, is with the help of our sponsors that align with our mission. And there's been a big push recently for like these electrolyte drinks that I've seen in the podcast world. <laughs> it feels like uh, most of the mental health podcasts I'm listening to have like an ad for an electrolyte drink. And and it makes sense to me because, you know, hydration has a lot to do with mental health. If you're super dehydrated, then, you know, you can experience things like anxiety and irritability and fatigue. So that makes sense to me. Like hydration isn't just, you know, about sports performance. You know, it's supportive of overall well-being. You know, it's not just about drinking enough water, but specifically having the right balance of fluids in your body, the chemicals that regulate those fluids like sodium, magnesium, potassium. So um, I started looking around you know, at different drinks a few months ago, I think, um, you know, just seeing what was out there. And I tried Element first off, and I loved it. I, I liked it because it was sugar-free, didn't have a bunch of food dyes, didn't have a bunch of weird preservatives in it. And and uh, I really liked the taste. And so it was cleaner than most of the alternatives. And so I reached out to them first when I was looking for a sponsor here, and um, they were really gracious to accept. And so if you follow the link in the show notes, you can get a free sample pack with your first order. So you can try out all the different flavors. And if you don't like it, they'll refund your whole order. So no risk to try it out. Um, I love it. I think you'll love it. So give it a look. All right, let's get to the episode today. I'm happy you're here, everybody. Let me answer, let me give you this one because this one looks like an interesting question. And then there's a lot of people responding to this. So um, I'm a 25-year-old man. I'd like advice on feeling like I'm my own third wheel or taking a backseat to my life. I have some dreams and aspirations, but I can't make myself pursue them. I feel like I'm watching life unfold around me and I'm just an outsider looking in. So that's a, I love that's a kind of a, I think that's more common than we like to sit, think. I'm grateful for this person for bringing that up in this way. And how do we, yeah, see what you, you want to yeah. respond. I like this, um, this follow-up to that. Someone else kind of chimed in on that. Or maybe it's the same person that said, at some point, I stopped trying to do anything I wasn't made to do. I would come home and do my schoolwork and stay in my room for the remainder of my day with TV, video games, books. Um, just this general feeling of like, I feel like I'm missing out. I'm holding myself back. I think I this resonates deeply even with conversations I've had with people that just kind of feel like I've lost a lot of the meaning. I've lost a lot of just the tangible vitality in my life. And I feel like I'm just... I love that imagery of like, I'm just like in the backseat. I'm like an outsider. I'm like watching my life unfold around me and I'm an outsider looking in. And, you know, I think the way that we kind of conceptualize this within IFS is that that's, that's actually a part that's trying to protect 
from an emotional wound. And that doesn't seem like a protection. It actually seems like quite a nuisance. <laughs> like when you actually just want to be at your birthday party and enjoying kind of the warmth of everyone celebrating you and singing a song, but all you feel in that moment is this like numb depression. And it feels like there's such a stark contrast between what I expect I should be feeling and then what I actually feel. And then the feeling is, what is wrong with me? Why am I feeling this way? Why is this completely like washing over me like this cloud that prevents me from attaching to anything meaningful in my life? And and I think that's a powerful question. And I think some in session, my first instinct is like, okay, let's ask that question. That's a great question. Let's ask it. Instead of that being kind of an abstract thing, well, why does this happen? Let's ask, okay, why are you doing this part of me? What could be the motive behind this? And what if there was a good motive? What if there was actually, that was a part of you that was trying to protect from something? And you could think, okay, what would that part, what, what, how could that possibly be protection? And well, it could be a lot of things, like some ideas that come to mind that, I don't know, might resonate with some of the stories, might not others is, well, what if I get let down? What if we've been really trying to let in this warmth and this relational excitement and we've had dreams and we've had goals and we've really pushed for things and then we get rejected or then we fall short? We put ourselves out there to want to attach to someone. We put ourselves out where they're like to feel some intimacy, to feel love. Maybe we've fallen in love. Maybe we've really put ourselves out there and then, and then everything fell flat. We were rejected in the moment that we least thought we'd be rejected. We failed in a moment when we were completely confident that it would go through. And then sometimes it's just genuinely easier to not think that anything could go good at all and to not get let down, to not get my hopes up than it is to let any of that hope in. And then it's like a part of us becomes allergic to hope because that's the thing that keeps ruining our lives. And it's convinced that every time we hope, every time we believe something could be different, it just falls on our face and then we're left to pick up the pieces. And then I just feel like more of a mess than I did before. I'm tired of holding on to hope. I'm allergic to it. And you could see through that lens why that part would refuse to let in the birthday party, huh? You can see how it would refuse to want to let in like the warmth of holding your kid on your lap or, you know, kissing your partner, or, you know, let meeting up with an old friend for lunch. It would it would want to kind of steal the excitement away, the joy away, the sparkle of that away. Well, why? Because it would be so detrimental to really warmly attach to this kid and then this kid to realize what a miserable parent I am, what a screw-up I am. When they really see me for me, they're going to hate that I was their father. They're going to hate that I was their mother. They're going to realize what a pathetic, miserable loser I am. So I'm going to just push away because I want to protect them from me. I'm going to hold them at an emotional distance because if they really got close to me, I'm not, I'm not convinced that I'm actually a safe entity for them. I love them too much to let them close to me. And that's a part. That's a part of you that's trying to help. And it's doing its best to protect from the pain. But here's what this part doesn't have a vision for. This part doesn't know how to heal that wound. This part doesn't know how to actually repair the relationship with your kid. The part doesn't know how to actually let in the warmth in a positive way. To, to hold hope and move towards hope and actually experience letdown and rejection and not let it sink deep into your core, into your bones. This part doesn't have a vision for how to hold this. It only has a vision for how to protect and keep you safe. 
And my guess is that that part is exhausted having to hold that burden day in and day out. And it's probably not any more excited about having to wake up and make you depressed than you are. <laughs> it's, it's probably not, you know, it doesn't take joy in making you depressed when you're trying to hold your kid or enjoy your birthday party. It's, it's just trying to help. And, and that part might even experience a little bit of that sadness with you if you slowed down and noticed it and, and were present with it. Um, and then there's an invitation. There's an invitation in that moment, not necessarily to hold on to hope and because maybe it'll be better this time. It's not the invitation of like, you're not such a bad parent. Like maybe like you just let the kid in. It's, it's a little bit more nuanced than that. It's an invitation to see, okay, what is perhaps the constellation of wounds and experiences that convinced you that I need to take up this role of, of, of putting this cloud over my life so that none of this light can get in? What, is, what were the experiences that showed you that I can't let in intimacy, I can't pursue these goals, I can't pursue something that I really love and care about because I'm just going to get let down? And what if we moved towards that wound and, and maybe even had some healing in those places, not just holding on to hope that maybe one day there would be healing, but, but to actually move through those motions even just in the present. And that might be a completely like intimidating off-putting idea but that would perhaps be an option a path because what you're doing now probably isn't working much better and if you really did you know sit down with a vision of okay what if i just isolated myself away from everyone in my life for the next 20 30 years that's not exactly the future that you're much more excited about either and so maybe taking a chance to move towards those parts of you and, and bend your ear is an option. Uh, Frank, what comes to mind for you as I'm yeah, moving through Yeah, such a that. beautiful example of kind of, I would say, the purpose of the course in a way, right? It's so, and when you were talking, Matthias, I was relating to the part of me that was so smart and how it kept me from feeling. So like it, my, my version of my bubble, my version of not being in my life, right? It was that sense of that and, and how much, how I was upset by it for a really long time. You know, like, oh my God, I can't feel. Oh I, my goodness, I am not connected. I don't cry. I don't have an emotional connection. So I was detached. And the real offer here, and I love the way you describe that, is to, is to try to go a bit deeper, look beyond the, the response and the reaction, or try to not go deeper than just be mad and frustrated by the fact that I'm in a bubble, by the fact that I'm not living the life that I want to live. And you articulated what's underneath it, like the positive intention, looking at it from a different angle. And even more so, which I love so much, is the possibility for healing. Like there's this, there is an alternative solution here to these problems that we're all struggling with. And we want to we flip it and look at it differently, right? And then we want to offer a different option because it is a hopeless cycle. It is a hopeless cycle. And it really feels bad when we're 
disconnected, even though it is a form of protection, right? So I, I love what you said, and I, I really love the question because it, it does it's, it does open up these possibilities. It brings hope into what feels like a hopeless system. We're saying, hey, maybe it's not so helpless. And hey, maybe there's something beneath it that's important to look at. And hey, maybe there's even a way to release it. Because I don't think we need, none of us should be carrying stuff that doesn't belong to us. And often we accumulate things throughout our life that burden us and make us not be who we are. So it was a great, thank you for the question. And it was a great response in regards to that, right? Seeing it differently. If that clip stood out to you and you want to know more about the process of healing from trauma, Dr. Anderson and I made a full course on healing from trauma that's available on my website. He's a world-renowned expert, Harvard-trained psychiatrist, a lead trainer for internal family systems, one of the most prevalent trauma therapies around today. And this course is full of profound insight that's accessible and was designed to make a real difference in people's lives. So you can find that at MatthiasJBarker.com.